Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell. For today, Sunday, March 31st, it's the last day of March already. The time has gone by really, really, really fast. Um, But we are excited nonetheless about tonight's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you have a comment or question, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Four three nine nine. Just going to warn you ahead right now. We are having a little bit of problems with the audio, so if some music starts playing while we're talking, please forgive us. All right, again, that call-in number is nine one four eight zero three four three nine nine. I'm going to try to play our um, beauty talk theme, not the beauty talk theme, but our beauty talk um, advertisement for our Beauty Talk anniversary. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter-Narcisse, Tim Bukharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, A.J. Crimson, Michael DeVellis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going and we know you are too. All right, we're back, and thank you again for joining us tonight. Again, the call-in number is 914-803-4399 if you have comments or questions. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Denise, who has some beauty news. Good evening, everyone, and once again, welcome to the show and welcome to the beauty news. Uh, We're going to do this quickly so that we can get to our guests. Um, Just have two quick things really um, quick. Uh, makeup is a science, and you're invited. Uh, Kryland Professional Makeup quarterly invites you to a very special event celebrating their pro makeup artist patrons uh, with live makeup demonstrations tomorrow evening, Monday, April 1st, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's taking place in, at Kryland City, San Francisco, uh, Kryland City, New York, and Kryland City, Chicago. Uh, beverages and treats will be uh, served at each of those events. 
again, the 6 to 8 p.m. And if you are interested, uh, you can go to their website, which is HTTPS, um, colon forward slash U-S dot K-R-Y-O-L-A-N dot com forward slash event. Again, that's U-S dot Krylan, K-R-Y-O-L-A-N dot com forward slash event. And then taking place in a couple of months is Premier Orlando and Premier Day Spa. Um, it's an event that we're always talking about each year, and it's coming up uh, June 1st through 3rd. Uh, the education days will be June 1st through the 3rd, and the um, exhibit floor will open up on June 2nd, from June 2nd to June 3rd. And it takes place um, in Orlando at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. And for more information, you can call 800 335 7469. Again, that's 800 335 7469. Or you can go to their website, which is premierorlandoshow.biz. Again, premierorlandoshow.biz. All right. Thank you very much for that. And I'm going to bring on our guest for tonight. Welcome to the show, Tracy Moss. Hello. Hey. Hi. How are you? We good. Are, how, are you? how are you? I'm good. 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 It was good to see you yesterday. Oh my gosh! It was so good to see you guys too. We really had a really good time. Yes, yes we, we did. did. Now I'm pretty sure you have an early call time tomorrow, just like me. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't hold you too long tonight. Um, why okay. don't you start off by just introducing yourselves to our listening audience and tell them a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what inspired you to become a hairstylist? Okay. Well, first of all, I would like to say thank you guys for having me on the show. And also, thank you for, um, I want to congratulate you all, you both, for your 10 years of commitment with this amazing beauty show, beauty talk show. Thank uh, you. I wanted to say that Yes. Well, my name is Tracy Moss, and I'm from Miami, Florida. I reside here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm a hairstylist, and I'm a TV and film hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist for maybe about 20 years now. The years go by so fast, so I kind of forget how many years it's been, <laughs> but it's been about 15 years for um, TV and film. And right now I'm the key hairstylist on Bad Boy 3, and that's been an amazing run, an amazing experience, of course, with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Um, and what it inspired me to become a hairstylist was I started off in college. I went to college, um, HBCU, Morris Brown College, and I studied business administration and got my degree. And then I also went to Clark Atlanta University another HBCU, and I studied human resources, and that led me to go to beauty school. And my desire was I always did hair, but I went the American way, the, you know, the corporate way, and I wanted to do go to school. But when I finished, when I was going to Clark, it stayed in me, the desire to do hair. So I went to beauty school. I didn't want to keep working um, regular nine-to-five jobs. I wanted to follow my passion. I went to beauty school, and the rest is history. And I, I graduated from beauty school. I started doing hair. I um, started off in a salon, and I continued on, and I started doing music videos and award shows. I started teaching for um certain beauty companies, and I went on to TV and film, and here I am. Nice. nice. I, I remember you did you did music videos for a while, right? Yes. I did music videos for five years, and that okay. experience was during the height of the five years when music videos was very, very um, 
popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, how different do you find music videos, just the atmosphere of music videos, as well as hairstyling for music videos? How different do you find that from um, uh, TV and film? Oh, oh, my God. It's a total different atmosphere when I tell you music videos is not union-based. It doesn't have a union. So, therefore, you can work for 23 hours a day. Um, You're not covered under any type of union laws. There's no protection. Um, And normally, like, you know what music video you're doing, but it's no structure. You don't get, like, a course or you don't get a – there's no rhyme or reason to it. You're going in, you have your creative direction from the director, and you're just going in and doing it. But on TV and film side, I'm in 798, a union, and, of course, it's totally – it's ran a whole lot more smoother than the music videos. There's laws. There's protection. So it's a total difference. Right, right. Now, how, like, how do you, like, when a director gives a directive as far as how he would like the hair or the makeup to look in a, on a music video, like, where do you pull um, your inspiration from? Well, when the direction, you when you, get information for a music video. You get a treatment, and the treatment is like your guide for that particular music video. It tells you what the music video is about. It gives you your the order of content and what you're going to be doing, and they also let you know. Um, I did a mute The last music, music video I did, ironically, was a year ago, and it was, the, it was with Derek Blank, who is a photographer, and he's also a producer and director. Um, so I did a music video with him, and it was for a gospel singer, and it was set in 1970s, actually. So therefore, I had to go online and get my content online. But a lot of times, uh-huh. music videos are like um, present day, and you just right. go online go on the internet, get your research, and you go from there. You look at the artist, and you go from there. Okay, so since you're speaking about, like, uh, that music video, which which took place in the 70s, what, um, how different is your research for film and TV for, uh, like, a, a 70s period uh, movie? Well, when you're researching for film and TV, it's um it's a lot more detail. Mm-hmm. When you're researching for nineteen seventy music video, it's it's a it's a little easier because you're researching, you're getting your according to your treatment and according to the artist, depending on how you know, like um how they are, how glamour they are, is it seventies glamour, is it seventies like depending on what you're doing according to the the treatment. But when it comes to television and film, it's a lot more detail that goes into your research because you have to really, really stay within that period of that the 70s as far as with hair. If you know that you are doing something for 1970s, 70s, you can look at artists. You can look at um, artists that was during that time, you can research um, music like the billboards or you can research mm-hmm. music, music artists that was that time. Some of them was a little bit more glamour, some of it wasn't. And then it also depends on where that movie was set. It's a difference between 1970s in L.A., California, versus 1970s in Memphis, Tennessee. So right. you have to really go deep and get your research on depending on exactly what the the creation the creative direction of that TV show or film. Right. Right. Now how how is it is it was it different or is it different um working with makeup artists in film and TV as opposed to working with makeup artists on music videos? How different is that relationship or is it just the same? 
it's not the same at all because on music videos you're not it you're not it's a non union job. There's no mm-hmm. criteria in doing a music video. There's no limitations. There are no um can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but it's you don't have to have any I don't want to say education, but your skill set, there are no boundaries on who gets hired on music videos. On When you, you get hired as a makeup artist and as a hairstylist on TV and film, you at least have a certain standard of mm-hmm. employment, of getting hired. So when you're doing a TV show or a movie versus music video in relations to the makeup and hairstyles, typically they are more on the same page with following directions from the from their department head or from the um, creative, following the creative direction of the TV show or movie. So it's a little right. easier. You're more in sync in what you're doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha, and and I know you and you and you've mentioned a couple of times about uh, um, music videos not being union. So, can you talk a little bit about, or, if, or share, like, if you had an experience before on a music video where uh, maybe you didn't get paid, or or that wasn't your experience? Just if there's something about something that happened that you know, if you were working on film and TV, being it's a union project, it would have never happened that way. Oh, oh my gosh! When it when it comes to union videos, I cannot remember specific ones because I was doing music videos for five years, and every two weeks I was on a plane and I was going to either L.A., I was going to New York, I was going to Miami, or we were doing them here. Um, so I have a lot of experience when well a lot of episodes about a music video versus um, TV and film. However, when it comes to payment for a music video, there are no set contracts based on right. how much you should pay. You have to negotiate your own pay with a music video. And also, if you are working under someone, that person negotiates the amount you're going to get paid for that day. And then for music videos, you get day rates. For television and film, you get hourly rates. And, no, you can wait um, 15 days to get your payment. You can wait 30 days, um, or it may not come. A lot of times music videos are a lot less. You get paid a lot less. If you're assisting, you get paid a lot less than what you do on TV and film. So when it comes to music videos, you have no idea what you, um, it, like I said, there's no contract relating to it. So it's your own negotiation. And to negotiate, you would negotiate based on your experience and also based on their budget for that particular music mm-hmm. video. Right, right. Wow. Now, Tracy, wow. what what do you think makes a great hairstylist? What I think makes a great hairstylist, first of all, um, the basics of hairstyling. Knowing the basics of hairstyling to me, is the start of a great hairstylist. And um, education, when you go to school, starting off, um, there are a lot of great hairstylists that did not go to beauty school and does not have their license. I cannot take nothing away from those ladies and men that don't have their license. But going through that beauty school course, or going through that um, course of getting an apprentice and getting getting under apprentice and going through that section of the um, journey 
of being a hairstylist, I feel like those are your starting, that's your starting base of being a, mm-hmm. a great hairstylist because you have a certain level, there's a certain level that you have to do things by according to state boards. So they're right. starting off following directions or there you're starting off with a certain level of doing things versus when you're on, if you are a um, Instagram professional hairstylist or a um, blog, you know, the, the, the website or internet professional hairstylist, you can learn so many different ways of doing certain things. This is no standard of doing certain things. So what I feel, again, that makes a um, great hairstylist is knowing the basics and that basic and that um, the, uh, the, the, all the substance that you get from going to school or being an in in apprentice carry you over to when you start doing other things with the, um, with the product company or doing other things with TV and film. You already have that foundation, and then you can just carry on your gift or carry on the things that um, makes you awesome at what you do. Right. Speaking of the basics, what do you think – Every um, every hairstyles, whether they work on film and TV, whether they're working on music videos or commercials or photo shoots, what do you think every hairstylist should have in their kit? What I think every hairstylist should have in their kit, well, and regardless of what they're working on, the first thing I think, and this is not anything a physical they should have in their kit is education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that doesn't have anything to do with the kit, but hairstyling and the beauty industry is an ever-changing business. It's forever changing. I've been in the business. I've been doing hair. I got my license in, in 1996, I believe. The things that they're <laughs> doing now that they're doing then, that they were doing then, is totally different. The basics is the same. The chemicals are the same when it comes to coloring. Um, the relaxing systems are the same when it comes to chemicals. However, the, the it, beauty is an ever-changing business. So education, one, I feel, is you have to continue to get educated. There's so many shows. Um, and so many beauty hair shows and so many educational tools. I think one that that's one thing that you always need to keep with you. But as far as the physical kit is concerned, your basic curling irons, your basic barbering tools, um, basic hairsprays, um, basic styling creams, men styling cream. Um, an assortment of different combs, brushes, bobby pins, your your a pin kit with bobby pins, hair pins, rubber bands, hair clips. Um, your kit should not include things like you're in a hair salon because when they come to the set, when they when you go to a photo shoot, when you go to TV and film or music videos. You will not be shampooing any hair. The majority of time, people come with dry hair, with clean hair. You get the direction, and you go from there. So everything in your kit should be after the shampoo based on clean hair, um, and you you can go from there. Um, a cape, and that's about it. I, I feel like I covered pretty much Oh, a wig kit. It's important that you bring a wig kit because it's so many um, wigs, weaves, hair extensions um, that is prevalent right now. That's the the wave right now, and um, and you don't know how a person hair is or is not. So a basic wig kit is something that you can bring: glue, um, needle, thread, um, depending on where you're going, and also. Now add it within the last maybe four or five years to your wig kit is basic natural hair products. 
curling products to create natural hair to help enhance natural curls and a shine to enhance natural curls I, um, and a smoothing gel or smoothing edge control. I feel like um, basic natural hair care is important to be added in the kit now as of maybe five years ago. Mm. Now, speaking of wig, speaking of wig kits, why do you think, or or do you know why um, has wigs become so popular? I mean, you have the weaves and you know the clip-ons and extensions and that kind of thing, but it seems like wigs have become so popular, and now you know I, I remember them using them a lot on on films and television. But not only that, but now everyday women are wearing them all the time now like people are going to beauty supply stores and 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 getting wigs or or ordering them online you know um lace fronts and things like that why are wigs so popular now in my opinion wigs are so popular now because as i stated before beauty is an ever-changing business i remember my grandmother my mom and my aunt when I was a kid, they wore wigs all the time. But we related the wigs back then to the church ladies or to grandmothers or to people that have, that was older than us. So when we were coming up, when I was coming up, um, there was the um, natural hair when I was in elementary, and then we hit the jerry curl stage. When at the ending of high school and, well, no, middle school and high school, jerry curls were very, very popular. Then we was in a, the, the era of relaxers, and everyone had a relaxer. It was not cool for you to wear your jerry curl anymore. But from my experience with hair and my experience with um, working with beauty companies doing that, Throughout my journey, um, the relaxer, our hair is naturally curly. It comes out curly from birth. Um, as far as African Americans, it's an extremely tight, tight curl, what we call nappy. But it's really a tight, tight curl. You have your the um, Hispanic community, their hair comes out wavy. You have the... Um, Asian community, their hair comes out totally straight. But for us, when we were wearing relaxers, um, the relaxer was, we was putting the relaxer on our hair, going against the curly, curly texture. We were also putting color in it going and making it straighter. That's a double process. And we were also using curling iron and flat iron. Our hair starts to thin. That's why the, the jerry curl was so much thicker than the relaxer. That time passed. Then we started getting the weaves and the extensions because hair was thinning. Um, so we wanted a thicker, fuller look. Then we went, were in the era of the Beyonce era where we wanted naturally long, we wanted long, long. We, we took it back like to maybe the 70s, Diana Ross, but we took it back. Mm-hmm. And we got the weaves, the long, big weaves, and that's when weaves became popular. But, again, the process of a weave with our hair texture, the sew-ins, the pulling with the needles, the um, the different techniques of putting in the weaves cause hair loss around our edges, um, cause hair thinning, which almost forced and is, in my opinion, is forcing us into wigs. Wigs now are the trend. Wigs are something that you can put your hair in four cornrows, braid it back, put a wig on, maybe leave a leave out, but it's a more healthier way, um, seeming like it's a way that we can uh, let our natural hair rest from all that stuff that we did throughout the years, trying to get those edges back, trying to get that hair from stop thinning because the older you get, your hair naturally does its own thing. So if you started when you were 15, 
getting the jerry curl, and then you carried on getting the um, the relaxes, and then you carried on getting the weaves. At 30, 40, you're going to start having some type of problems because that's just not organically what our hair does as African-American women. And that's why I think that wigs are so um, popular at this point. But, you know, if, listen to that whole explanation, which is very good, by the way. Um, Thank you. It's like we tried to do all these things thinking better. You know, we're keeping up with the times. Our hair looks better. We're trying to get it to do this, trying to get it to do that. And, and basically, sounds like what you're saying, is, and, and the bottom line is, is that we were damaging our hair and taking it away from that natural tight curl. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why how now. We are we we are we're finally back at our natural mm-hmm. state. But again, beauty hair. When I was when I started off, and how I began to stay above the trend years ago was I noticed every ten years it's a shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that a while ago when I used to do editorial, when I used to do photo shoots, and I was always able to stay right above the trend because I was never in the trend of photo shoots. And this was when I was doing a whole lot of fashion shows, and um, I was always, because every 10 years, the shift of hair or fashion, it changes. And with the, of course, within those 10 years, but it's a drastic change. Like I said before, um, it was wigs when we were younger, and I, if it's safe for me to say, when we were younger, it was 40-plus when I was younger. It was 40-plus years ago. That's when I saw my grandmothers and my aunts and the church lady with all these wigs on. And then it came through, and like I said, it was the um, the natural hair, it was the Jerry Curl mm-hmm. section for maybe like 10 years. Then it was the relaxer section for like 10 years. Now we're back. It was the weave section for like a maybe good seven, eight years where it was weave. No, I'll say 10 years. And now we're back to the natural era where you wear mm-hmm. your natural hair and the wig era. Gotcha. That's my timeline. It's not etched in stone, and no one told me that, but that's just from me doing <laughs> hair and, and trying to study and stay abreast and, and stay current with what's going on and what's trending. Right. One, I have kind of two questions out of all the stuff that you said. The first question is, now that, you know, you were talking about wigs being a healthier option and all the damage that we've done to our hair by trying all these other things, what kind of advice would you give to women who, one, want to just stop doing all this stuff, stop, stop, you know, damaging their hair and getting their hair back to a, uh, a nice, um, nat- not only healthy but natural state? So those who are coming out of, uh, let's say, relaxers want to go natural, and then those who are, trying to leave the wigs and not, you know, leave the weaves and the other, like, chemical processes that they've been using. What advice would you give those women who want to just get back to natural, healthy hair? Okay, that question is noted. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Because the advice that I would give women across the world that's trying to get back to their natural state, the advice that I would get is the same advice that I have to give myself at also because I am in the trenches with all those other women. And the first thing I feel, and this is just my personal opinion, it starts with self-love. Um, I feel like we have to really, really, really dig deep as black women to love ourselves and our natural essence of who we are because um, everything is based on the Internet. Everything is beauty is based on television and the Hollywood standard. And right now is the perfect time for us to um, get back to a natural state uh, because 
the trend is going, movies like Black Panther or movies like Black Klansmen and so many other different movies and television shows. And um, if you look at the commercials, if you look at editorial now, um, the, the black woman in her raw essence is back. However, it starts within our own mind. It starts within our own psyche of thinking and to get used to. It's going to take a, a renewal of the mind to get used to ourselves, seeing our own self without the weed, without the relaxer. Um, about five years ago, everybody was doing the big chop, but that took courage. I myself personally did the big chop, and I didn't stick with it because that takes going back to your natural hair um, and you have not worn your natural hair in so many years because of weaves, relaxers. Um, it takes a certain type of training for your hair. Our textures are different. My texture is different from your texture. It's different from your sister's texture. So it takes training to know your hair, to know your texture. It's so many beauty lines out now. So you have a, a different, um, you can have a, a look that you want to do with your hair, but when you strip it to a natural state, it might not look like what you had in your mind. So it takes time to train that natural hair to get to it, but you have to be able to love yourself, know that you are good within with however you wear your hair in order for you to wear it because if not, it won't last. Mine didn't last for a very long time. Um, and I, I try to be as transparent as I can because I, too, am a black woman in the struggle, in the trenches of this whole hair thing, <laughs> hair journey. So yeah. self-love, I feel, is the first and foremost thing. Nice. Um, tell me what you think about what you're seeing these days on social media in regards to hair, especially Instagram. Okay, um, I couldn't hear the question. I, well, I didn't understand it. What did you say? I was just saying, tell me what you think or your opinion about some of the things that you see on social media when it comes to hair, especially like on Instagram. Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> I run speak about, of course, we couldn't get off this talk show without speaking about Instagram. Again, there are basics. To, there's a foundation to it all. With the Internet, with social media outlets, it has distorted the foundation and the, um, the standard way of doing things. Um, beauty schools have a standard way of doing things. And in order for you to, when it comes to hair, in order for, makeup is a little different, but when it comes to um, keeping uh, the integrity of the hair, beauty school has a standard according to the State Board of Cosmetology. When you go to TV and film, it's it was always a, uh, like an exclusive um, situation going on with TV and film. I remember before I got into TV and film, I would try and I would get on the Internet. I couldn't find information on how to create period hairstyles. I couldn't. It was hard for me to find information. It was a certain, it was almost like a secret society to find that information with TV and film. Now with the Internet, there are so many um, people on Instagram that are in their head already arrived. They're already bosses. They're already boss babes and boss women, and um, they are already um, that girl or that that guy because they have so many followers. So there are so many people on Instagram that are that are in their own lane that are doing any and everything to be more relevant than the last person that was doing anything. Right. So it's no standard. Right. Um, so you can get anything 
off the of Instagram. The right, the wrong, the ugly, the bad, the it's just um it's just a, a tough spot in my opinion with Instagram. Now, it is a, a outlet, it's a social outlet and if you um it's up to you because it's not all negative. There is some positive right. to it. Um if you get under the right people. I don't wanna knock it because I'm on Instagram. But um if you get under the right people, you can learn a whole lot also from Instagram. But you have to be careful. You have to do your back research. Right. And that's my that's my take on Instagram. Well, let me ask that's you. That's so true. Because you were talking about state boards. <clears throat> so a few years back, a lot of the states, we're talking and threatening of taking licenses away. So you're talking cosmetology, barber, um, estheticians, nail licenses, any anything that you needed a license for. They were talking about taking it, you know, anything in the beauty industry that you needed a license for, they were talking about taking them away. Some states felt like by taking them away, it brought more money to that state's economy because more stylists, barbers, nail techs, estheticians, whoever, would open up their own businesses. It would be easier for them to open businesses if they didn't have to have a license. Well, my thing is, attached to every license um, is an education. I agree. Um, and it's a as a certain type of education. Um, so that's part half of the question. Um, I wanted to ask your thoughts on that. But then the other half of the question is, more recently, I feel like because that got shut down, a lot of people were, like, not having it and they were fighting it. Um, now I'm noticing that they want to go in and – they want to, for instance, in cosmetology, now they want to say, okay, well, we're not going to take a cosmetology license away. But if you are in a salon and you are shampooing and you're blow drying um, hair, you don't need a license. So basically they're trying to say is pretty much everything that doesn't involve, like, chemicals, you don't need a license for so what's your what's your thought on that? One, what's your thought on if a license was taken away? Um, and then and then I'm just curious as to what you think about if they if they just changed the license and said, okay, you know, you can come in and you can brush hair or blow dry hair or shampoo hair and don't need a license. Well, <clears throat> when it comes to licensing and um, state for state board and the laws and stuff, it's so many politics that are, that comes from, it's, politics are just, um, it's a tricky place um, because it really doesn't have anything to do with the state of beauty or the state of health for individuals. Politics is what it is. It's, it's politics. And, um, Taking away the licensing board for the skin um, estheticians and barbers, and I, I don't agree with it. Being a licensed cosmetologist, there are certain things that takes place that, um, from a health standpoint, um, that we learn. It's estheticians. I mean, you're working directly with the face. Um, with us, with hairstylists, it's chemicals, it's coloring process, it's so many skin and scalp diseases related to um, that if you if you never went to school and you're not even aware of it, at least if you go to school, you're aware of alopecia or you're aware of whether or not you are sending, if you have a client that comes in and she have a scalp disorder or skin disease, if you're sending her to a dermatologist or you're sending her to someone that is a little bit more educated or more specialized that can help her, a health provider, at least we know we are aware 
to send these people to a health provider because that's out of our jurisdiction. But if they take away these licenses, then they won't even have a clue what um, the health content is concerning face or hair or barbering, the, the, the bumps, the clipper bumps, the razor bumps, the, the raises and the, the men hair getting haircuts. And um, they, they just would not, I just don't agree with it because at least that is a part of the education part. Of, I mean, and I'm speaking from a health standpoint, that's part of the education that we do know and we can solve by having the knowledge to send them to somewhere that can help them. Um, now, the second part of the question was, what was the second question? The second part was I was talking about now that they couldn't get, um, they couldn't really get to the point where they got rid of licenses. So now what they're doing is kind of like altering it and want to say, well, <clears throat> if you're a hairstylist working in a salon, if you um, shampoo and blow dry hair, you don't need to have a license. And I guess my question is basically, what what is your thoughts on them trying to still get rid of something and get around the issue? That also is if you can if you can shampoo and just blow dry, um, it's still you're still dealing with a scalp, and that's the whole part that they're leaving out. I don't I don't me personally do not know. Outside of politics and outside of money being brought to cities and um, their own people, their own the state's own personal agenda to take away the licensing and to say, okay, um, at one point they were trying to um, put a cap on braiders. Um, they wanted to make the braiding salons. Um, they were trying to get them a license because. They too, you can go into an African braiding salon and no one is licensed as well. So I guess it's loopholes that they're trying to do. I don't know, I understand how um, they would al- uh, allow the braider not to have the license, but it's okay for shampoo and blow dry bars to not be licensed. But again, to get to the hair, you have to go through the scalp. And I just feel that we need to be educated because the scalp is more important, in my opinion, than the hair because it's linked to so many diseases or bodily like conditions, scalp conditions. So I don't agree with it personally. Yes, I totally agree with that. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about FriendsBeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skincare, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. Okay, I am back. We're talking with Tracy Moss. Uh, Tracy, what inspires you? What inspires me? I would have to say my three-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's my inspiration right now. Before it was uh, my own personal um, things, whatever I wanted to do, just things in life. But now it's my three-year-old son. Now, speaking of your three-year-old son, you mentioned yesterday <clears throat> we were all on a panel together, and you mentioned we were talking about film and television, and you mentioned 
about having children and working in the business. What kind of advice would you give to men and women who are working as hair and makeup artists um, in the film and TV business uh, about balance and, uh, you know, how to deal with having children and working long hours and that kind of thing? Balancing with kids with TV and film, the advice that I would say before you even enter in is to have a village. Um, if you're a single parent, it's virtually impossible um, unless you get a nanny or you still have to have a village. Um, we have long hours picking up, um, having someone there in the morning to perhaps get the kids to school or um, and picking up because our hours expand through them through the school hours, and that's for school kids. But in the morning, I mean, for younger kids, it's more important. So the main thing that I would say um, in order for you to balance it out and, and in order for you to make it through this journey of even film as a hairstylist or makeup artist, you definitely need a village. Exactly. Anything you um, haven't done in this business that you would like to do? I am doing it now, educating. I feel like um, uh, this was my first year that I um, peeped my head up, as I say, like a turtle coming out my shell of educating. And I put a lot of years in this business. I like people, and I see a lot of millennials that are, they hit the ground running. And the educational piece is something that they miss out on. Um, they have a lot of dreams and aspiration, but they don't have a structure or order to how they want to get to it. They want to do everything. So I just feel like um, I would like to touch those men and women, um, and I would like to touch the woman or man that's been in the beauty industry for many, many years that hit that got stuck, that um, mm-hmm. don't know what to do because of the ever-changing business. So education is something that um felt like was missing out of my journey. So I'm doing that now. Nice. Is there one project or one thing that you've done in your career that um, you just loved and, you know, it's the one thing that you talk about all the time? And it's ironic that you say that, and I, I – was an educator before with product companies, not with me personally. Um, I did the music videos. I did award shows. I did um, television and film. I did theater. But the one thing that stands out the most is, ironically, it's the film that I'm on now, Bad Boy 3 with Will Smith, um, because I talk about it all the time. He is a phenomenal person outside of acting, just him personally. Um he gives love. He exudes love throughout the day. We've been on a 43 shoot. I've never seen him in a bad mood. And the way that he communicates and talks to the extras that are on set, the way that he communicates and and the relationship he has with the crew members, he makes it a point to touch the lives that he come across. So right now I'm a little drunk in love. With Mr. Will Smith, and um, that's way um I just feel like I'm very excited and I'm very appreciative of this project because um he's just a phenomenal person. Nice, nice. Um, before I ask the last question, um, is there any um anything you left out? Anything that you may have wanted to say that we didn't talk about? No. um, Well, I can say this, guys. Um, Follow me on Instagram (laughs) since we were talking (laughs) about that. Tracy Moss Hair. Um, That's Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, M-O-S-S, Hair, H-A-I-R. You can follow me on Instagram. I will be um, teaching more, and I will be educating more, and... um, and on Instagram, you will know 
where and when I'll be doing that. And two, I'm very excited about this journey. I did. I was the key hairstylist for a movie many years ago, and Miss Denise Nell was my was the makeup department head. It was a, a TV show called Raising Izzy, and the advice that she gave me. <laughs> Then and for me to be now on her TV on their radio blog, it just warms my heart. Um, she saw me grow in TV and film as a hairstylist, and I'm very thankful and appreciative of both of you. And thank you for having me on this show. Oh, oh my goodness! I thought you about that. <laughs> yep, not me. <laughs> and look at you yeah. now. Yes, look at God. Come on, God. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. So we have your photo, and um, we normally ask this question. Um, every, you know, every radio show that we've done, we've always asked this particular question. But because this is our 10-year anniversary, we, we want to take everyone's uh, responses to this question and post it on our Beauty Talk Instagram page as a as one of the things that we're doing for our 10-year anniversary. So the last and final question um, to you tonight is, what is your definition of beauty? My definition of beauty is beauty is within. within. It starts and ends with yourself. Um, and that that's my definition of beauty. It, it Beauty is within and it starts and ends with yourself. And if you believe it, if you receive it, if you feel it, um, I feel like everything else outside of self-love will shine within yourself. So that, that would be my, I don't know, um, if I worded it correctly, but that's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my. We get the point. It's so many, it's so many <laughs> standards of beauty, and um, you have to start. You have to love yourself first before you can meet anybody's standards of beauty on yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. I greatly appreciate it. Learned so much. Um, so much more um, about you, but also about your journey um, in the business. So I thank you for uh, sharing with us tonight. Thank you again. Like I said, thank you so much for you ladies having me tonight also. And I hope I was a an asset and um, I hope I educated the viewers also on, um, on the topics and questions. Absolutely. Yes, you definitely did. You definitely did. Again, thank you. Um, this won't be your last time on the show. Trust and believe me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm gonna promote. I'll promote with you guys. I'm ready. Right. <laughs> the turtle have peaked out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, turtle. <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks again, and uh, to all who are listening, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Um, you can follow us on um, Instagram. We are beauty underscore talk underscore media. On Twitter, we are beauty underscore talk. Um, on Facebook, we are beauty talk online. And then you can follow my sister and I um, individually on all of our social media accounts. I am Janice Tunnell, and that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And my sister, you can find her at, at Denise Tunnell. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you again, Tracy. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>